Hey, LA football fans, the Left Coasters here. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. And I am Tony. And if you enjoy the three of us bantering over NFL football, please feel free to give us a like on SoundCloud. Head to Apple Podcasts and give us a review and help this podcast grow. You can also find us at theleftcoasterspodcast.com. And guys, get ready for a show. Welcome back to what will be week eight of the Left Coasters podcast. We are almost there, guys. We are almost at halfway through this fine, fine, crazy, all-over-the-place NFL season. My name is Tony Cavallo. I'm with Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. I'm with Brian the Ballerina Balzarini, who had a wonderful, wonderful pick'em week this week, putting up the best score this season has seen by any of the hosts. Fantastic job, bright guy. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We had a wonderful week. There was fog in New England. There was Carson Wentz going crazy. And in Philadelphia, we had Green Bay just dying, dying on the field in Lambeau. It is clear that Brett Hundley is not the answer at quarterback. But most importantly, both of the Los Angeles teams came away with big-time victories. The Chargers are not dead yet. They will not go quietly into this good night. And the Rams have the best offense in football. Yes, that is true. The Say it Los again. Angeles Rams, the Rams who could not put 20 points together if you gave them 19 at the start of the game last year, have the best offense in football. The Rams are on the bye this week. The Chargers have a big-time game coming up. We'll be doing the Battle for LA section in the middle of this podcast. At the end, we'll be doing our Sunday Pick'em. Before we get there, we'll be doing Gravestones. But first, guys, I think it's time for us to revisit what we said at the beginning of this season. At the beginning of this season, we had an NFC preview and an AFC preview where the end of those both, we predicted what the playoffs would look like at the end of the year. Obviously, we were wrong at some places, but right now, I want to see where the three of us stand and see if we can come together on a consensus of what the NFC playoff picture will look like at the end of the season, what the AFC playoff picture will look like at the end of the season. Because we've had enough games now where we see these teams for who they truly are. They've had good games. They've had bad games. There's no really one true great team out there. So it's time for us to decide with the almost half of the season left, what's it going to look like at the end. First off, guys, let's talk bye week teams. Who are the four bye week teams in the NFL right now? Two in the AFC, two in the NFC. I think I know the first one. The first one's easy. It's the only team left with one loss in the NFL. Philadelphia is yeah. going to get a bye week in the NFC. I think that's a good. There's a good bet that that happens. Absolutely. I think Philadelphia is really good. The other bye week team, I think I know for certain, is Kansas City. Okay, interesting. Even though Kansas City just lost two in a row, I still think Kansas City is the most complete team in the NFL, and they were in both of those games that they lost. By far, the most complete team in the NFL. Uh, what's fu- funny is they, they, they've obviously fallen off the rails a little bit with these last two weeks, but I still think being having been beaten by good teams playing their best ball, we can still say they're the most complete team 
from from every skill position, including the offensive and defensive line. They have really good units. I'm just curious to see how, after the New England Patriots, after the Kansas City Chiefs, who we're kind of trickling down into. I was going to ask that. Is that your second AFC bye week team? Is that New England Patriot team? For me, it still is, because I think the AFC is a little weak. Daniels, do you agree? Yeah, I do, actually, especially, especially if they play the way that they did on Sunday night this week yeah. for the rest of the season, yeah. because that... And I can we can get into this later, but that is the first time all season long where I have felt like watching the Patriots and gone, that's the squad that I remember from last year. That's the team that you can't come out and beat no matter what you do. Exactly. So we all agree it's Kansas City, New England as the two bye week teams in the AFC. Philadelphia has one sh- sh- slot in the NFC. Who do you have for that second bye week team, Dangles? You know, th- <laughs> this is this is difficult because there is there is a there's no way the Rams could actually potentially be that bye week team. This NFC is so messed up right it is. now it's outside wide open. of the Eagles. It's so crazy. I have one team and it's, I hate this team and I still think they're going to get the bye. Are you going to go with oh it's Seattle? I, was, yeah. I thought it was going to be Minnesota. Okay. No, no, no. I don't think I don't think quarterback trouble quarterback team. troubles is going to uh, continue to. Continue but Seattle, to even though they have up. a they have a terrible offensive line, they can't seem to find a running back to work. That defense and the schedule and how easy it is gives me the bye week. And the reason I'm giving them the bye week and that means the division over the Rams is. The Rams might be the better team right now, but you still have to beat the Seahawks to get that division. And we haven't seen that happen yet, obviously, in the one game they've played. I'm with you. I think the Seattle Seahawks, as of right now, behind the Los Angeles Rams and the Philadelphia Eagles, have the best offense Mm. in, or excuse me, have the best net points in the NFC. Mm -hmm. So you're still talking about a complete team in terms of when they play, how they play. Uh, And I think Russell Wilson is, is a tough guy to beat in the latter part of every season yeah he kind of turns it up a lit a bit so i i do feel like the la rams though are in a really good position to compete for that second spot and if they don't i still think they're really a lock in for this playoffs i was thing. gonna say we'll, fantastic we'll, we'll get say. we'll get for the nfc wild card in a second but if we have new england and kansas city on one end uh, philly and seattle on the other end who are the other three uh four division winners in the AFC and I'm not NFC. even sure I ever came to Seattle as my conclusion. Though. Do you not like Seattle as the bye week? Make I, your argument. Go ahead. I'm just, I guess, I, I mean, it's, it's. I'm trying to convince myself because, I, you know, I'm looking at the games that they've played and somebody still, besides the Titans, nobody's figured out how to score on this team. Pretty much. Uh, and, of course, as you mentioned, Seattle is is impossible, or as we have mentioned, I guess I should say before, Seattle is almost impossible to beat at home. That is the, that's the only remaining game the Rams have with Seattle is in Seattle. So that's going to be a huge test for them. Uh, what do you I think really about New don't want to pick Seattle here. That's, that's, that's the other thing I'm thinking about is whether the New Orleans Saints really have the longevity and the consistency on the defensive side of the ball to, to c- continue on the road that they're going. Because uh, going down right now, at uh, four and two and leading the NFC South because I'm honestly not certain that that the fact that they're in first place in that division is a reflection of the Saints being good. I think it's a reflection of that division being terrible. Oh, I don't think that division's terrible. I think that division might have three or playoff pl- teams. Maybe in not, it. maybe not terrible, but I think they're it's playing. Be- I think they're playing below expectations today. I'm a or, big uh, fan. I'm a big fan of New Orleans. I said Kansas City is the most complete team in the league. I think New Orleans is the most complete offense in the league. They can beat you at any aspect of the ball when they are on the field with the football. I still don't have them winning. The division, though, I still don't. My, my, so Dangles. Before we move on to the other division winners, who's your bye week team? Yeah, it's gonna, it's got to be the Seahawks. I okay. still think you, I still think you have to beat them to to be the best. So then, let's stick with the NFC. That means we need an NFC South winner and an NFC North winner. Yeah. Um, well, at this point, uh, I, I think the NFC South. I think the NFC South is still the Falcons to lose. Oh no. 
I think so. I disagree completely. I think Sunday night exposed some serious flaws in the Falcons. Uh, well, I was going to say defense, but really their whole team. Uh, they couldn't figure out a way to score on the Patriots, who have the worst defense of the N- uh, defense statistically in the NFL. Uh, Matt Ryan looked lost all the, night long. Atlanta, um, Atlanta so, is literally, you know, literally inches and a drop ball away from a two and four record. Yeah. Maybe I don't like Maybe Atlanta so. this year. Maybe so, but like they still have they still have the star power to win football games in a not great division. I, I'm not. I need to see more of this sort of inconsistency from week to week on a, on a regular basis. Yes, the loss to Miami was bad, and yes, the fact that they could only put up seven points and they were pity points at that against the Patriots in Week Seven. Um, I think this is still Atlanta's division to lose. So I, I pick. I'm picking them in uh, in in the South, and I'm going to stick with the Vikings in the North. Yeah. I think that defense is just so good. And yeah. again, they're another team that you're gonna somebody's gonna need to figure out how to score on them before you go about beating them. I think I'm and a, in that division. I, I'm with you on the Vikings. I think they're a strong candidate for the division winner, but I think they're the fourth best division team uh, uh in out of all the NFC. I think Carolina wins the South. I still no like Carolina. Way. I do. I still like that defense. Cam Newton is showing himself to be just too erratic as a, I, I as a player. I understand, but that defense, like you, uh, other than those two like egregious random touchdowns that the Chicago defense scored, that was a three to three game against a pretty good and up there Chicago defense. I think Carolina is the real deal. I think you you pointed it out really poignantly that New Orleans Saints have a complete offense currently. The points for uh, for the New Orleans Saints is 171 points. Carolina is 131. And net points for the season for the New Orleans Saints, 38 to negative 8 for the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think with Luke Keekly being out potentially mm-hmm. a little bit longer. I don't think that defense is as good, uh, good as I you give really like credit don't. for. I like them. And the, I point, mean, and the point showed to that. Chicago did nothing on offense against Carolina. Absolutely what was it? Trubisky nothing. had 10 pass attempts or something? They, Seven they, pass attempts? Yes, no, you're, you are absolutely right that it, without Eddie Jackson's two defensive touchdowns, yes, three the Bears, three game. that is a 3-3 to three Granted, game. that offense was in but trouble. They could, after, Carolina's offense stunk. After the first two two games of the season in which they played the 49ers and the Bills and allowed three points at both of those because those are crummy offensive teams, they played the Saints, Patriots, and Lions who proceeded to hang 34, 30, and 24. Yeah. They won two out of those three games. Exactly. I'm saying teams can put up points on this, this Panthers defense, and they're just not as I, – I, I, I just don't think they're as stalwart as you as you make them out to So, be. Brian, you had New Orleans winning the South. Correct. You had Minnesota winning the North. I don't. You I'm going to go with my Detroit Lions. Hey, man, you have, you have to. You I have like to. it. Well, here's I don't wh- agree with you, but you have to. Yeah, that's fine. I don't have to, but I think why I am is because I think this bye week, I'm a, I'm a, we talked about, we'll get to it, but I think this is going to be a huge week for the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. team. Coming off a of bye week, uh, Golden Tate apparently is in a sling, and it's not looking good for him for the next couple of weeks, but I still just have faith that Matt Stafford is better than Case Keenum. And, I, yeah, and yeah. I still have faith that the offensive line for the Detroit Lions can still be fixed before they start facing some of the some of the latter teams in the uh, ha- latter half of the season. And I still think they're in the driver's seat. I think you've said Green Bay is not really in the driver's seat. I actually I'm more scared of Chicago than I am of Minnesota. They're sneaky, aren't they? I'm I'm more I'm I'm scared that Mitch Trubisky is going to figure it out. The defense isn't bad. No. The, the Chicago defense so that's, is, no. is competent. They really, right, so but complete team. I think the complete team is Detroit. So you're going with Detroit. Before we move on to the AFC, very quickly, who are your two wild card teams out of the rest of the NFC? We have available. Who are your two wild card teams, Brian? Minnesota, hmm. Dallas. I like Dallas as well. I'm definitely going with Dallas. I'm going with Dallas, and I'm going with New Orleans. I'm sorry, Rams. You're right there. You're right on the precipice, but I can't put you in the playoffs yet. Dangles. 
Uh, I think Los Angeles does sneak a wild card spot out. The way that this offense is playing right now is is just it's they're playing out of their minds, uh-huh. and the defense is complimenting them. And um, and then I think my other oh boy, this is tough. Um, I'm gonna go with New Orleans and Drew Brees. I like that two headed running back system they've got going there. Kamara and Ingram are scary together. They've got talented young wideouts who will make plays for him. And the defense is actually not playing terribly in New Orleans this year. I think they actually have a shot to um to to get that wild card if not. Not prove me completely wrong and win that division. So Brian keeps uh, Carolina out of the playoffs. Dangles keeps Dallas out of the playoffs. I keep the Rams out of the playoffs. It's a good NFC. It's a good class of the NFC. Let's move on to the AFC. Again, we had uh, decided Kansas City and New England have the two buys. That means we need an AFC North and an AFC South winner. I think Houston is the best team in the AFC South. I think they're going to continue to get better under Deshaun Watson. And I think Pittsburgh is running away with that division. I don't necessarily think Pittsburgh is a good team, but no one else in that division scares me. So I think it's Pittsburgh and Houston. Do you guys agree or disagree? Uh, I, I Pittsburgh. That's an easy one, I think. The AFC South, another one. The South in general, both both divisions seem to be very uh, hard to peg here. The Tennessee Titans scare me. They just they don't seem really. They don't scare me. They scare me I'm offensively. I'm bummed out about it. They're so inconsistent. They yeah. couldn't score. They couldn't Every score anything on the Cleveland. Football. They go up. They go not out. Not scare and, me. I mean, put, scare me to choose. Excuse they, me. Oh, okay. Not, I see. Not, I not, gonna, not to face, but see, to choose. They go out and they put up like what 34, 35 on the yeah. Indianapolis Colts, and then they can't score on Cleveland. Yeah. That's just yeah. that kind of inconsistency. First of all, is trademark Mike Malarkey, and I know this because I followed him when I was in Jacksonville when he was the coach <laughs> of the team there. It is fucking patented, Mike Malarkey. This is that kind of uh, uh, inconsistency, especially on the offensive. Uh, side of the ball, so I, I just can't. I can't put my trust in that. I'm, it scares me. So you going with Houston Dangles? I actually, I think I'm going to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars to win this yeah. division. Man, out. Listen, I am too. Hey, hey, hey. Out. Hold on. No, don't hate, just for hate a second. me. I, I know how good their defense is. No, they, no, 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 they've no, no, played no. nobody, and Blake Bortles stinks. That's why Blake I'm Bortles picking them. Stinks. Because listen to the rest of their schedule. The Bengals next week. The Chargers. The Browns. The Cardinals. The Colts. The Seahawks is going to be a tough game. The Texans is going to be a t- tough game. And then the Niners and the Titans. Those are all manageable and winnable games for Jacksonville. Especially if their defense is playing as well as they are. This this is one of those young teams that kind of believes. They believe, they believe that they can win. Jacksonville's and, not making the and here's what's interesting yeah, about the, not the playoffs. Well, here's what's interesting right now. I wanted, some of their stats here are very, very interesting from a team that I would be I would be scared to play at the end of part of this year. Their road record is three and one. They're a good road team, and they're one and two at home. They're, they're putting sacks on the board faster than any team has done in the history of football. You can't score against a team if your quarterback is on his ass the whole day, which every single team that Jacksonville has played, that's been the case. That front seven is ridiculous. At the, at the end of the day, it's Deshaun Watson versus Blake Bortles, and I'm going with the kid. I'm going with Watson. Nine and seven, right, would probably win this. I don't think so. I think Houston's a scare. I think Houston's the three seed overall in the AFC. I think Houston goes in. Wow. here. I don't know. They've been looking so good. Eh, I don't right, know about mo- that. Moving on, we all disagree I, I there, think, but we I all think that's Pittsburgh. a coin flip, though. Honest to goodness, like I just I like the the momentum that the Jaguars are playing. We with. all pick Pittsburgh in the North, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay, so moving on to the wild card teams. Uh, the only difference we had is Jacksonville winning the division for you two. I have Houston, my two wild card teams. I still love Denver, although their schedule is getting tougher and tougher, and they seem to be showing chinks in that armor. And for some reason, I like Buffalo. I think Buffalo sneaks into the wild card spot on like the final weekend at a nine and seven record. I don't know why, but that Buffalo defense is a well coached team. I like Buffalo. Who are your two wild card uh, AFC guys, Bragge? This one's hard because I think that I think that next team is the division that I'm looking at is the AFC West for sure. Yeah. Yes. 
And right now, everybody's just, you know, Los Angeles, kudos for you guys to pull it all together. But Oakland kind of, I, I can see Oakland coming back. It's it's a vast difference from the NFC. With the NFC, we have like four good teams that could be wild card winners. In the AFC, we have four teams that we're trying to choose, pick out of. Like, maybe they could do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's tough. But are you going with uh, the Chargers? I'm not. I'm it's hard. I know mine if you want me to go. Please go, go, Daniels. Go Give in, me another second. In the meantime, I'm picking uh, the Oakland Raiders as one of my wild card teams because I just don't think that the Denver Broncos, as good as that defense is, which, by the way, it, it is good. They've been scored on this year you can score on that Denver defense and the offense is not sustainable from not any good. standpoint it's not looking good uh Trevor big Simeon this week yeah big game this Trevor week. Simeon looked bad uh this past week so I just don't trust the Denver Broncos especially with a first year head coach to maintain that sort of consistency I think Gamblin Jack is, has, has a little bit stronger hold on that team and now the Derek Carr is back in the driver's seat and apparently coming back with a vengeance if uh, his last game against Kansas City is any sign uh I like them to to come back and and sneak out a wild card and, you uh, succeed? and then the other team I'm going with is the Houston Texans yeah actually surprisingly enough yeah. think that the it's AFC South teams. somehow is going to produce two playoff <laughs> teams out. it's unbelievable and I never would have thought it at the beginning of this season, but the Houston Texans again, like I said, it's a coin flip there for me. I just think the Jaguars' uh, defense is going to help uh, carry them a little bit farther. And I mean, yeah, Deshaun Watson. There's no hotter quarterback in the NFL right now, you really, guys, you guys than Deshaun. Too much faith in them Jaguars. What do you got, Brian? You know what? You the time. Now. You know what scares me about the Oakland Raiders? L- listen to this schedule: Oakland at Buffalo, Oakland at Miami, New England at Oakland, Denver at Oakland, New York Giants at Oakland, Oakland at KC, Dallas at Oakland, Oakland at Philly. It's a tough schedule. That's mm-hmm. really that's that's hard. There's a schedule. few easy ones it's in another, there, but it's it is another tough. reason why I did not like Oakland from the very beginning. You heard it here first from Tony Cavallo. Brian, we need to go out. So who are your wildcard teams in the NFC? I'm gonna go with the Denver Broncos and uh I'm also going with the Houston Texans. Uh, yeah, again, Jacksonville is not making the playoffs. No, guys. but to your point, to your point, and or to Dangles rather, I think it's a coin flip between Jacksonville and Houston. I, and think, I think it's that close. I think they believe in Saxonville down there. They are <laughs> they're selling the merch, man. I love it. Saxonville, that front seven is ferocious. They're sacking quarterbacks faster than any team has in the history of football. It's a great day. Dangles it's is a excited. great Dangles day to be a Jaguar excited. fan. Let's move on. That is our intro section. We've rescheduled and redone the playoff picture as we head forward. We're almost at midseason, but now it's time for our favorite segment of the day where we kill a team every week that won't be in the playoff picture by the end of the season. It's time to move on to Gravestones. Left Coasters. And now for everyone's favorite section. It's time for Gravestones. Each week, the hosts of the Left Coasters podcast choose a team to put into the grave and decide that they will not make the playoffs this fine 2017 season. Each week, the host that goes first has an open slate to pick, and the hosts that go after cannot choose the team that the former host had already selected. All three of us together have killed five teams. The San Francisco 49ers, Cincinnati Bungles, Chicago Bears, your Los Angeles Chargers, and the hapless, hopeless, terrible Cleveland Browns. Up first this week is Brian, Dangles is second, and Tony will be forced to kill his favorite team third. Bry Guy, two teams that you've killed already are the New York Jets and the terrible Buccaneers. Who will you choose this week? This week, I will select the Arizona Cardinals. Absolutely. With Carson Palmer losing a limb <laughs> in London 
it was evident to me that if the loss of Johnson wasn't bad enough, not having Carson Palmer, Drew Stanton, makes you worthless. Drew of the worthless. Stanton. Yikes. Good night, Bruce. I love you, but it's not this year, buddy. Sorry, Adrian Peterson. What a rough stretch for Adrian Peterson. It's the end of Carson Palmer. D'Angelo Antonio. Well. In the past, you've killed the two New York teams, Jets and Giants. You cannot touch the Cardinals this week. Who will you take? Well, this week, uh, I think it's time for yet another one of my preseason division picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, division winner picks mm-hmm. to go down. The Indianapolis Colts mm-hmm. are not making the playoffs this year. Uh, it, it, it seems that Andrew Luck has been shut down for the foreseeable future. And uh, as much as I laud the former Patriot Jacoby Brissett for making chicken soup or something resemble it out of, well, mostly chicken shit, they're just not going to make it happen this year. So sorry, Chuck and uh, company in Indianapolis. Not this year. And that leaves me. I have killed the Giants in the past, and the now Matt Moore-led Miami Dolphins, which will come back to bite me in the end. I cannot touch Arizona or Indy. And I told everyone last week that if Brett Hundley lost at Lambeau Field, I would kill the Green Bay Packers this week. But I'm not going to do that. What? I'm not going to do that. You're going to go back on that? I can't do it yet. You lied. I bleed green. I bleed gold. And I still hopelessly dream of a day where Aaron Rodgers comes back and grabs a wild card in the end with a 9-7 and seven record. So for today, the Baltimore Ravens mm. are going into the ground. Terrible team. And they will be the third AFC North team that I kill, which means I'm banking hard in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore, you have too many injuries. Joe Flacco, you are not an elite quarterback. And there's no player on that Baltimore team that I would want on my favorite team. Period. That is our week for Gravestones. Now, on to the battle for Los Angeles. Left Coasters. And welcome back, Left Coasters. We are the Left Coasters Podcast. Tony Cavallo, Brian the Ballerina, Balzarini, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. We are doing now the battle for Los Angeles. It is why we are here. We have two hometown teams, the Chargers and the Rams. Both have put together victories last week. One of them was in London. One of them was, uh, I guess they were the home team, but there was more orange than anything yeah, else in that stadium. Of orange in that but stadium. But they still beat Denver, and they beat them well. So the Chargers now have beaten Denver. They have a game this week. The Rams are on the bye. So let's talk about the Chargers first. How in the world did they – they didn't just beat Denver. They stomped on them. They, there was no chance in that game where Denver had a threat to win this game. The Chargers look like they've woken up. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I think it goes to this idea that division teams are just made to beat each other. Mm. You know, when, when we you hear this at the draft every season, that is – we want to win our division. We got to beat. We got to equip ourselves to beat this, this, these other rivals within our division. And what the Chargers did is they made Trevor Simeon look like a not a backup, a fucking third string yeah. quarterback. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, there's talk now that Trevor Simeon is, is is all but done as a starter in this league ba- based off of that one performance and the it's lack quick of quick how the tide turns. In good the NFL, God, huh? uh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean they they showed that they they built this defensive line to beat teams like Denver. Mm. Uh, and and I you know I got to give credit to the to the to the uh, coaching staff of the Chargers having them prepared, having a great scheme, and just not taking their foot off the gas or allowing Denver to ever get back in the game. How how much of a game breaker is Travis Benjamin? How much of a threat is that guy? Oh, you got to account Just for him. drop of a hat he can score a touchdown. That was insane what he's, he did. He's on he's in, in, incredibly speedy and I think he showed why he, yeah. he what the kind of talent he actually has. I've, I mean, we've dropped it. I've dropped it. I know I've dropped his name a couple of times before probably to you laugh, love him. probably the laughter from the two of you. Uh but uh but but yeah, he was. He had an incredible game. I mean, this this was a boring football game oh, for the record. Boring. This was an insanely <laughs> boring football game. They scored with 7:27 left in the first quarter, with 7:07 in the second quarter, and then with 5:42 in the fourth quarter. So we went a full like 20, 25, even 30 minutes, maybe even without seeing a score but that from either the one of these football teams. Up. Like if the offense is going to falter, but you still have a two score lead, that defense never let Absolutely. Denver go. Absolutely, no, they didn't. But I mean, and you really speaking of you, you really know. Notice the absence of Emmanuel Sanders and that De- Denver oh boy, wide yeah, receiving do. core. AJ Derby, a tight end, was leading, uh, led the way in receptions for Denver. Now that's also because Trevor Simeon had a terrible night. He fumbled the ball twice, um, and they're also struggling with injuries as well. But I mean, this is—I think this loss speaks more to Denver's inefficiencies and lack of competency on certain areas of the football than it does to how good the Chargers are. Well, you can say that, but the Chargers now have lost four straight to start the year, and now they've won three straight. Yes. Is this just a topsy-turvy team? And we've all killed. We've all just did gravestones where we said that we have all at different weeks killed and put into the ground this Charger team. But the Chargers are now 3-4 and four and have a threat to make a name for themselves in this playoff picture. Do you think they have a chance? Should we be regretting the kill? Of the Los Angeles Chargers, I don't think regretting it. Maybe, maybe I, there have t- been times when I questioned it, but ultimately, I'm not because th- the Chargers are just as I would say inconsistent as the Broncos have been mm-hmm. over the course of the year. They they've really, and that's just that's the issue. If you want to win a division, you can have a couple of bad games. You can have a bad loss here where you lose by 25, 30 points or something like that. But you cannot be inconsistent. You have to come out every every week and be in the games more or less yeah you know you have you have you have to that's just it that's that's not that's how you win a division in the nfl the chargers they don't strike me as that team they can't you know they 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 barely get anybody showing up to these games at home uh they have i mean it would i don't know i'm i'm thinking about if i were a player in this locker room like it would be tough for me to go out there in front of the StubHub crowd on sundays when i know that at least 50 percent of them are dressed in the opposite team's colors Hey, but you got to give them credit. You got to give the Chargers credit, the players to go out there and professional as professionals win a game that all of us, you know, I went back and I listened to our our our, our show last week and none of us gave them a chance to beat the Denver Broncos. Not even close. It wasn't even a thought in our mind. So kudos to those guys. And how about uh is it Casser or Caser? His punt, his 69-yard punt on the 1-yard line, that was mighty impressive. Mighty impressive. So take it when you can get it. Take these W's when you can get them. And, you know, you don't have to win pretty in this league. I mean, remember the the Baltimore Ravens of, of, of yesteryear? They were a team that did not win 
games very very well but they won they won a super bowl twice under uh, under ray lewis that uh you know they just they found ways to win yeah. so keep finding ways to win keep finding ways to to stick it to but the it, other team again and, i think that's only sustainable for so long well i was gonna say can we find a win this week can we turn it around and go lose four and then win four what do we got coming up this sunday this Sunday, the uh, Chargers will be traveling to New England to play <laughs> the New England Patriots in Gillette. And we just said we didn't give them a chance with Denver coming home. After the Patriots come off of their strongest, what I thought was their strongest, oh, and what I think many many who follow them in Boston, at least from what I was reading, think was their strongest showing of the year. This is going to be a, I mean, if there hasn't yet to be a test for the Chargers, this is it. This is and this is going to be Anthony Lynn's first, you know, real matchup against a co- well, I guess with the exception of Andy Reid. He's gone he's gone up against Andy Reid. He's the only other guy who is just a, a master strategist, somebody who you should be afraid of coaching against. And now he's got to go up against the the hooded one, uh, you know, Darth Belichick himself. I think this comes down to if they have a snowflakes chance in hell to win this game, I think it comes down to the wide receivers beating what looks to be an easy beat of the New England cornerbacks. Malcolm Butler, Stefan Gilmore, and Jonathan Batamosi. I know, but he may come back for this game but Batamosi as well like they haven't been playing well Batamosi had the game of his life but that's a special teamer playing cornerback that's a special teamer playing cornerback Mr. Keenan Allen needs to be uh Capitals Keenan Allen on this Sunday for them to win agreed we need to see Terrell Williams of last year we need to see Benjamin break one would love to see Mikey Williams make some impact as the number one draft pick that he is so guys is there any chance that Los Angeles Chargers go into Foxborough and defeat Tom Brady and the Patriots. Absolutely. Sure. It's going to be tough, though. Absolutely. And I think it starts with the defense. You know, the, the, we, we know that the New England Patriots, their their defense is not one of the better in the league. We saw last week what they can do when they're on, though. They can mm. make Matt Ryan look stupid. If they can make Matt Ryan look stupid, they can make Phillip Rivers very easily look stupid. Mm-hmm. So, to your point, the offense needs to be on. But I want to see, I want to see Bosa. I want to see Melvin Ingram take it to a really good quarterback in Tom Brady. That offensive line is not perfect. They can cause turnovers. I mean, the one thing that kind of scared me a little bit with the Los Angeles Chargers last week is they had four turnovers. Not four turnovers, excuse me, four fumbles that didn't become turnovers. Mm-hmm. So you got to minimize that because the, the Patriots will make you pay when yeah. you do that. Yeah. Uh, and I want to see the special teams come out. So to answer your question specifically, they have a chance. But like you have pointed out, I think they got to play the best ball of the year. Yes. And I'll tell you what, you've had three wins. You've had three You're wins. You're feeling good. you got to be feeling mm-hmm. good. So c- go on there and play spoiler a little bit. And the way this season's been going, a win against the Patriots <laughs> is not out of the realm of possibility. Correct. Absolutely yeah. correct. No, I think it's, I think, I mean, and I'm thinking about all the other facets of the ball. It all comes down to exploiting the defense and taking advantage of the fact that they are using special teamers to fill spots that are, you know, made by, by starters that, that are gone. Look, you know, the, the offensive line for the Patriots, by the way, is a lot better than people give them credit for. Tom Brady uh, is not a guy, even if they do get pressure on him, who really feels pressure in the pocket. He just kind of steps up and avoids it. Um, so it's going to be tough to and and you know you can't use the oh well you got to make Brady beat you uh, excuse because Brady will beat you if you make him beat you. One of the things that they can take advantage of defensively is shutting down a running game that does not have an identity right now. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what they're doing with the run game mm-hmm. and it's so bad. Just like I said, however, by the way, that Deion Lewis would be the centerpiece or it was going to be the centerpiece of of that offense this week. Mike Gillisley is nowhere to be found. He's not running the ball Rex well. Burkhead, Rex Burkhead James looked White, okay in a couple of in a couple. Place. But they they're running four different 
different guys out of the backfield with Tom Brady, and and that doesn't really give you a chance to establish a whole lot, uh, you know. But hey, New England's good at using that plug and play style. So who wins this game? Chargers, the Patriots. Brian, you are picking the Los Angeles Chargers to go into Foxborough and defeat Belichick and the Patriots. I am. Uh, one key thing that kind of stands out to me is you just mentioned that the New England Patriots run the ball by committee, but Mike Gillisley has 321 yards and four touchdowns. Coach Melvin, is losing trust in him, though. Melvin Gordon has 394 and three touchdowns. So comparative, you're looking at a very similar skill set and similar players. Um, I think Melvin Gordon has been non-existent in a couple games this year. I want. I think Melvin Gordon. Anthony Lynn came out and ripped him, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, like clearly after the game. Basically, basically saying yes, that he, it's a, he needs to. The, the Gordon couldn't get into the end zone on like a you know yeah, they were second and third and goal, and, and Melvin Gordon could not punch it in. And Anthony Lynn said in his press conference, I was reading this earlier today and watching the clip. He's like, I don't care who else is out on the field. It's not on the fullback. It's not on the offensive line. It's not on the tight end. If you have that many opportunities and you don't get into the end zone, that's on the back. And Melvin. Melvin knows that. And Melvin, I, don't know I think. If I like that. And, and I, don't know if I, like, that. I like it because Melvin always responds back when he has a very, very bad game the week before. Mm. So that tells me I think Melvin Gordon's going to run with his hair on fire. Those dreads are going to be running all over the place uh, on, on Sunday. And I think that's going to be the difference because if you can keep the balls out of Tom Brady's hands and and, and force him and that team to make good on every opportunity they get the ball, you've got a better chance of winning this game. So I want to see possession ball. I want I want to see them keep the offense uh, of the New England Patriots off the field and get and give themselves a chance to win. So you're going with the Chargers. Dangles, you're going with New England. I agree with Dangles. I think New England wins this game. I am excited to see the Chargers go up against that test, though. And again, we will not have the Los Angeles Rams playing this weekend because they have a bye week. But they are in the bye week at 5 and two with one of the best offenses in the league guys the train is going in the correct direction McVay looks like a genius very quickly because the Rams are on the bye we'll talk about them for realsies next week but what is the one thing you want to see continue in this Rams season for me it is the development and progression of Jared Goff he is making less and less mistakes, and he seems to be learning from these mistakes as he continues to make correct plays, calls at the line when he sees a defense going one way. That run into the end zone was a was a great decision by Goff where he saw the defenders go, he saw them sneak away on the snap, they bit on the play fake, and then suddenly Jared Goff has a field to run into. And Jared Goff's not a mobile quarterback, but he took what the defense gave him and continues to make winning plays. That's the one thing I can't wait to see the continuation of. Dangles? I think uh, Tom... Todd Gurley is probably, besides Jared Goff, what I, I'm hoping to see continue to stay the way that it is. I mean, just the fact that he has been the bell cow for them and that he allows them to ignore some of the holes that exist in their passing yeah. game, uh, which are definitely there. And that's not necessarily a, a reflection of Jared Goff as it is so much of the fact that Sammy Watkins has just not been able to get involved in that passing game. So the guys that he's relying on to throw the ball to aren't people you're going to have open for 25-yard bombs downfield. Um, so I want to see Todd, uh, Todd Gurley continue to be the centerpiece of that offense. And Todd Gurley looks He looks awesome. so good. I have no he reason to believe yeah, awesome. that he's going to do anything after, I mean, this past week, 27, 22 carries, I should say, for 106 yards and a touch. Like, he looks physically superior to the players around him. That's how good he is playing. He looks like a different breed of person. He's so good What a difference a year makes, huh? I know. 
Uh, Brian, what's I, the one thing you want to see them continue? You guys really hit it all, but I think one thing we have to keep in mind is the defense has been doing their job. They've been getting better every week. They've gotten better every week. I mean, they suffered against a, a, a hard loss uh, against Washington earlier in the season, who put up 27. Since then, you know, and then San Francisco the following week at 39, we really haven't seen the defense not come through. Yeah. And that's and that's got to be said. They've been consistent. They've they, been uh, playing well every single week. And remember, and remember they gave up some players in the early part of the year. So yes. we were kind of yes. we were kind and Tremaine Johnson kind of has that 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 contract looming over and, you know, Aaron a couple of stuff. and Aaron Donald didn't yeah. have so you so whatever marks, yeah. Whatever they're doing, they're keeping they're keeping the distractions out and they blanked the Arizona Cardinals. Say goose egg, that's, blanked that's, that right there. Going into the bye, having just shut out a team for a full sixty minutes is just a huge confidence booster. Huge. It just doesn't happen in the NFL. And no. then to put thirty three points, if you told us that they were going to be five and two, unbelievable, we wouldn't have not only believed you, we would have said that was an alternate universe in which Jared Goff <laughs> was was everything we wanted him to be, and then more. I mean, and hey, man, as good as Carson Wentz is looking for Philadelphia, Jared Goff's looking really good. You got to be pa- very really happy good. about that. And the first half of the season is a success. I think he's. I think he probably feels like he has a lot more room to maneuver. I think, I, I, from my understanding, under Sean under Sean McVay, the playbook is so much more open and so much more expansive versus the rigid. He, this is what we're going to do and how we're going to do it style of Jeff Fisher. I think he and Todd Gurley, you can just see it in the way that they play. The yep. fact that it's open has, has just made them feel much more free, and that shows in the field. All right, let's uh, let's move on to Sunday Pick'em. That is our battle for Los Angeles Chargers. Big, big Chargers game coming up this Sunday. But now for Brian, the congratulatory uh, celebration for you begins after this. Left Coasters. And here we are back for Sunday Pick'em. We are the Left Coasters, the Left Coasters podcast. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram under the same name. We have a website, theleftcoasterspodcast.com, which is where you can send us questions from the fans. And eventually, when we don't go long in the intro section, the RAM section, we will answer some of these questions that are getting sent. You can also email us, uh, theleftcoasterspodcast at gmail.com. That's theleftcoasterspodcast at gmail.com. But first, Brian... The ballerina, Balzarini, put up a record of 11-4 and four last week. 11-4 and four in the Sunday Pick'em. It has vaulted him to the top of the leaderboard. He is tied with Dangles for a season-long record of 62-44. and 44. I am right behind you guys at 60-46. and 46. Dangles and I went 8-7 and seven last week. Respectable, but not 11-4. and Not four. good enough. Not 11-4. and four. Brian, congratulations, my man. You are the winner from 2016, and you came back with a vengeance last week. So, without any further ado, Mr. I picked the Chargers to beat New England, what do we have on Thursday night? Week 8, Thursday, we have the... Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, this is a terrible game. <laughs> it's awful. It sure is. But Cutler, no more. For, I uh, what's what's his prognosis? I, How many I weeks? mean, uh, he left the game with a chest rib injury. He's got I'd, broken ribs. I don't know exactly, but I, I said at the beginning of the season, I thought Matt Moore was a better quarterback than bringing in Cutler, and Matt Moore proved it in this Jets game. I think Matt Moore beats Baltimore relatively easily. Oh, I don't know if I say relatively easily, but I say with you, Miami Dolphins, as well. What do you think, Dangs? This game is uh, in Baltimore. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Miami here. If Miami wins, they are also LA Rams five and two. Yeah, which is insane. And, yeah. d- and don't put any money on this game unless it's defensive related. Thirty second and thirty first 
Miami and Ravens offenses <laughs> respectively. Yeah, it's it's not good. I think I I, uh, I hope I hope to see Jay Ajayi get more involved in in the. He still has yet to find the uh, the end zone this Kenny season for Stills? the Dolphins. For all those people who need a wide receiver on their fantasy team, yeah. If team. you've got the bye week blues, Kenny Stills and Juju Smith Schuster are your guys this week. Oh, Juju, gross. All right, here we go. Sunday games. The start us off at 9.30 a.m. Is London, that a London game? The final game? London game. And I will it is not a be waking up it for this game. It is a terrible London game. This is a fucking dumpster fire of a game well, that I'm not even, getting up at 6.30 for. Here's the thing. When you're scheduling this at the beginning of the year, there are some games where you know this game's going to be crappy. You Even if you tell me, like... It's unavoidable, I feel chance, like, right? There's a chance that these teams could be good. No, there is no chance that this game was going to be good in week eight of the season. What is the London game, Brian? It is the Minnesota Vikings at the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Minnesota. Congratulations, London. Guys. You get to watch the 0-7 Cleveland Browns, and you know what? If there is a god, Hugh Jackson stays in London and doesn't get to come back to Cleveland. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be a coach in this There's football There's another league. kind of football they like better. He doesn't deserve better. it. Did you know that Hugh Jackson, from his Oakland days to Cleveland, is I think it's the past 28 games, he is 2-26. and 26. Those two wins coming on Christmas Eve. Those are the only two victories he has. Man That's thrives, awful. Man thrives in the holidays. And we're in October still, so Cleveland's losing this game. Minnesota. The Dangles? Yeah. Uh, Minnesota for sure. Minnesota Definitely. for sure all around. Definitely Minnesota. W- the question now becomes, do the Browns go 0-16? They don't look good, do they? But, you know, like, I, I don't know Cody if it's Cody Kessler's gonna, playing, baby. I obviously don't think it's this year, but somebody somebody's going to lose to the Cleveland Browns. I just feel well, one person's well, going to be Well, after the Vikings, uh, they're at the Lions, uh, then, at ho- then at home against the Jaguars, then they're at the Bengals, then at the Chargers, then at home against the Packers, then at home against the Ravens, then at the Bears, they finish the season in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. If God. Cody Kessler and the Cleveland Browns beat my Packers in Cleveland, <laughs> I, I will eat my hat. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. Right, Say it again, so we have That's a moving on. So we so we so we can hold you to it. Okay, so here we go. The Falcons at the Jets is the next game. Falcons at the Jets. The Falcons don't look good, and the Jets look kind of. The Falcons scary. are going to be pissed off after last week. By the way, how much must Dan Quinn hate the New England Patriots <laughs> after he lost <laughs> in Super Bowl in the Super Bowl where he was the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks, and then he lost them. again in the Super Bowl last year, and now that he can't even get the the revenge win. Oh man, I'm still going with the Falcons though. They're going to be pissed off, uh, and I think they probably come back. Matt Ryan. Is gonna have a have himself a day. On I'll go with Jets the Falcons defense. too, but you know what, man, you got to start buying into these uh, the postseason or the uh, second season blues here. For that's what I'm saying. You got to believe in it. You have to believe in it. It's, I, it's a real thing. I fully believe in it, and I also believe that the Jets might be the most underrated team in the league right now. I think Josh McCown beats this Atlanta team at home. Wow. I don't like Atlanta at all. Again, they are uh, inches and a drop ball away from two and four. They are not a good team. We have to stop treating them like they're this a good team. This is a team that we thought, uh, you know, along with the Browns, would potentially be 0-16. Oh, yes. Yes. yes, so they put uh, up a fight. You know, and, well, and, you know, and one other thing I, I, I meant to mention with, with the Browns, did you, did you apparently, did you guys see that the, 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 there's a video apparently out of Deshaun Kaiser? Some TV station has a video of Deshaun Kaiser at a bar at, like, 1.30 in the morning this past Saturday. Friday. Like, or, uh, no, it was Saturday. It was before the game. It was Saturday morning. It was Friday it was, night. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Anyway. And I hate it. I and, ha- no, no. Here's the thing. I hate that that's a story. 
He's how, how old is he? Twenty two. Yeah, he's twenty two. Uh, Kids how, go out. How late do you think James Harden stays out of the strip clubs? Oh, in totally. I agree. Get the fuck out of here with that. But now there's all excuse. this. There's now all this talk about you know whether he. I mean, who knows? It's been a carousel anyway. There. In I would. I would. But... Dr- I would. I would become a drunk too if I had to play quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I would. Not even. Yeah, a qu- not even start. Sit on the sidelines. But, any- but anyway, the fact that the Jets are where they are right now at all is is incredibly impressive. I'm going. I'm going with Gang Green for the upset. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, the co- the uh, bowling right. Bowles, Bowles is the coach. Bowles. They're Excuse fighting me. for him. They're I don't even know the guy's him. name, but Bowles, you got to give him a lot of credit for what he's doing with this team. They are fighting for him. Uh, next, we have the Panthers at the Buccaneers. This is a game shitty of, team of, of shitty team. That's the thing. I don't think Carolina's shitty, but they both can Plain can shitty. disappoint you Plain at times. Shitty. You know what I mean? I think Carolina wins this game because I think Carolina has a has a tendency to sh- be crappy less this season. Tampa Bay has yeah. never looked like they're rolling at all. I'm seriously, I'm seriously concerned about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I I'm disappointed that they are not better because I really had high hopes Me for too. this team this Me year. Me too. I was very, I was we excited. We were blinded by hard knocks. Oh, we were blinded by hard knocks. I think in a lot of ways. I'm also picking the Panthers. I'm picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I I really believe that the Carolina Panthers are a bad team. We'll, we'll tell. We will know at the end of this week. And just just comparison, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the second ranked offense to the Carolina Panthers 19th. And then there's the opposites on the defense. Carolina's third, Tampa Bay is thirtieth. So they're 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 playing to each other's weaknesses, which is going to be interesting. So expect some some high scores and lots of touchdowns for for both of them. So I it'll like be Carolina, interesting. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Next, we have the Eagles. Excuse me, the 49ers at the Eagles. Oh, Philly. Yeah, I think Philly too. 49ers is another one of those teams that even though they try harder. They might be an 0-16. Do you think Carson Wentz is MVP material at the moment? It, I mean, he has to be at this point. And looking at the M- actual MVP candidates this late into the season, there are a bunch of names that you would have never expected the MVP candidates other than Tom Brady. Carson Wentz is putting up great numbers, and his team is the only team with one loss in the NFL. I'll give you a scary stat. Carson Wentz, clearly a great passer. You know that he's second on the team in rushing? Yeah. LeGarrette Blunt's number one, and he's got 390 yards and one touchdown. Yeah. He's second to him. Yeah. He's second. So yeah. he seemed, I mean, like. Hey, it, Carson Wentz is the real deal. He I, is the real deal. I, I he think, is winning this game against 49ers. Well, I also think he's what a lot of people were hoping Cam Newton would do for his team with more weapons, with a Christian McCaffrey. And he is making, like, you want the MVP at the end of the year to have that highlight reel of plays where only that player can make. And Carson Wentz, especially on Monday night, he was making those plays. He, I really like Philly. I have all season. Carson's up there. He has to be considered. I will considered. say, I will say, so far they have not played great teams. They, the only real team they played was the Kansas City Chiefs, and they lost by a touchdown. And you guys don't like Carolina. They beat Carolina too. Yeah, they did, but and they but, beat Carol- but again, twice. Carolina like has too. looked really bad some weeks. Yeah. Like again, you can't beat the Bears. Carson Wentz is fourth on on the passing yards list. I like. I, right I'm a fan of Carson. I am a fan of Carson, but we all believe Philly wins that game. Yes, yeah. very, very, very easily. Okay, here we go. Bears at Saints. Who is Chicago? They're definitely not a passing team. This is this isn't Jeopardy. Who? No, no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Chicago? I don't know. What that's team a great, are we gonna get? That's a great question because because there's the Chicago. 
that couldn't find the end zone if you gave them a map. Uh, and then you've got the team that comes out and beats the Carolina Panthers, and you know with the a, with the de- with the defense that makes that makes yeah, and the Pittsburgh Steelers with a defense that makes NFL history by having uh, one player will be the first person ever to have more than one. Uh, 75 plus yard uh, uh, defensive touchdown, or rather, I, th- I would think it was two. Anyway, nobody's ever done what Eddie Jackson did. Eddie on, Jackson uh, from on, Alabama on making the Auburn Cam Newton's life a living hell again. Mitchell Trubisky was four for seven, <laughs> hundred yards, and he played the whole game. And he played the whole. <laughs> I've I, hand on my heart, I've never seen that in the NFL game. <laughs> it had to thing, do. Though. Nothing. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> you uh, could have played quarterback for the Chicago yes, Bears. I could have. Here's the thing, though. That defense is really good, and it's shutting people up. I, again, think New Orleans has the most complete offense in the league, and in New Orleans, I think New Orleans Saints win this game. Oh, I think so, too. And you know what? you got to give uh, Chris Saunders a little bit of love. Chris, you called that the Chicago Bears would be a team to contend with with Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Remember he said, I don't think they're a playoff team, but if you recall, he said, what, they're a 10 or 11 win team with Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky plays. Well, you can't count them out of the playoffs right now. They're no, playing, you can't. They're playing good football. They, and have, I, the, they have the seventh-ranked defense in the NFL and the seventh-ranked rushing offense, the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears. They play it the right way. Dangles, do you think they beat New Orleans? No, not a, not a chance in hell, not at the Dome. Watch us eat crow on this one. Watch I, it. I, I don't. I just. I just don't think it happened. We all know how well Drew Brees plays in New Orleans, and yeah. uh, you know, in front of that crowd, I just. Yeah. It, it, it. It's going. It's an uphill battle. They are Sisyphus uh, for sure this weekend. Ooh, pulling out a little. I like that pull. Little, I like that pull. A little Greek on us here. Moving on. All right, here we go. Raiders at Bills. Raiders at Bills. This would have been a no-brainer at the beginning of the season. However, now— Raiders at Bills. This, so this is in Buffalo. It's not cold enough yet Bill, where it's making Bills, a difference. Bills are a scary competitive team. Tell you how even this team, this matchup is. Oakland, 22nd-ranked offense. Bills, 25th. Raiders, 26th defense. Bills twenty first. I would have guessed that the Bills had a much better defense than I'm that. Going, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with Oakland. I think they carried the momentum from this past week. We've seen them take advantage of a really solid defense, so I'm not concerned about Derek Carr's ability to do that. Um, I, I think he could potentially go off again. I'm going to pick Oakland on the road here to sneak one. I'm going to pick Oakland because I saw Amari Cooper come back. Amari Cooper all of a sudden is kind of back in action. He was non-existent the last probably three weeks. He's holding on to the football. I'm uh, I'm pissed that the two of you picked Oakland because I wanted to be alone on it, and I think Oakland rides the momentum in, and Oakland knows that they cannot lose another game with the division that they're they in. they got to win out to really— Especially with it. the Chargers having won three straight. I think that they know now that this is a real deal and that they're not just going to be able to get by on their laurels this they year. Ha- yeah, they have to be uh, fighting every game, every time. And Buffalo, I like them. I like Buffalo a lot, but Oakland wins this game. And I'm, I, you brought up the Chargers. I'm excited to see an Oakland Chargers game again. Like I think that's mm. gonna be that's gonna be a fun game to mm-hmm. watch. Uh, next, uh, this is the last game of the uh, morning. This is the Colts at the Bengals. <laughs> I will not watch a second of this game. A second of this. I game. I need AJ Green to have a lot of points in this game. Because he had nothing last week, but I think I it's think, too bad. I was really hoping for your prediction. Uh, well, I suppose it was Bill Simmons's prediction. Technically, the Fontes Perfect was going to get uh, ejected, like you know, during that during that did game. Did not happen, and unfortunately. No, although he tried his damnedest. I'm pretty sure he kicked the dude in <laughs> the head. Kicked like at least at least. And Marvin and Lewis just other, throws it right off. There is one uh, other Marvin thing. Jones. Lewis, I don't Lewis. even. I don't want to talk about that defense. That's just. It's. it's uh, uh, but they're actually very good. Listen, the defense it, in Cincinnati. It, it, I didn't believe that. The 
the Indianapolis Colts have quit on their head coach. I would pick Jacoby Brissett to go in and beat Yeah, Cincy. but I'm not doing but that. Indy looks like it is just trying to get through the season, and each player is trying it's to— It's damage control. They're, they're already looking at their next uh, oh, yeah. stop. They're already looking at their next stop that's not in Indianapolis. This Colts team is terrible, and they've given up on the season. Cincinnati. I hate Cincinnati, too. I'm picking Cincinnati. Have you guys heard about this uh, potential or theory, if you will, that the if the Indianapolis Colts were to trade Andrew Luck, they would be able to get two, possibly three first-round draft picks, two in the same year, one the following, and be able to keep Jacoby Brissett, obviously, and, and, and have him Build be around him. That's well, a lot to give and, up for a surgically repaired quarterback. Well, no, no, and the the way they're going right now, they're going to have one of the top five picks in this coming draft of their own yes, that they have. And you know, but and you, if you're Cleveland, yes, if you're Jacksonville, you if you're it. one of these teams that don't have any precipice of a quarterback, or maybe you're contending right now and all you need is that one quarterback to take you, Arizona, for instance, you would trade the farm for Andrew Luck. Bucky Brooks made You would a, trade the farm. Bucky Brooks, the NFL uh, uh, network, made this proposition. I love Bucky. And he made such a compelling argument to Dar- Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah called him crazy at the beginning of the thing, and then by the end of it he goes, yeah, I would do that. He said because what you would do essentially, you wouldn't trade him to Jacksonville because that's an in-conference yes, division, yes, yes. right? But there are going to be, I think there's two as of right now, two or three teams that have two two first-round draft picks yeah. next year, and both of them need quarterbacks. And Andrew Luck, I Cleveland mean, being uh, one again, of them. Again, if that, if you, you're going to obviously get the medical records if you go in a trade for someone. If you see that it's all systems go with that shoulder for him starting next year, you know, starting in the future, we're building towards sure. next year. I'm not saying Andrew he's Luck, past his prime or not worth it. I'm just saying he it should be getting into his prime. Should and raise some red flags. And Andrew Luck, we've he's been christened ever since he came into the league as the next big thing. He hasn't been able to do it, but also Indy has been terrible around him. Imagine if Andrew Luck had an Arizona offense. Imagine if Andrew Luck had anything. Prior to this year. I wouldn't want Arizona's offensive line. What's that? I think I just figured it out. And as much as I love Teddy Bridgewater, could you imagine Andrew Luck in Minnesota? Scary. Could you imagine Uh, Andrew Luck in Minnesota? Scary. With Dalvin Cook coming back and those wide receivers and that tight end and that defense. And Zimmer. Fucking Christ. That's crazy. No, never mind. I didn't say that. Trade him to Cleveland Indy. Don't trade him to Minnesota. But there are so many teams that need a quarterback. It's it's obvious. Uh, Teddy Ballgame deserves better than that. I know. I love Teddy Ballgame. Before we move on, Cincy Indy. Dangles. Uh, uh, Bengals, for okay. sure. All right, here we go. Uh, the first afternoon game, the Houston Texans at the Seattle Seahawks. This is going to be a hell of a game. This I'm excited is, for this. This is tough, though. I'm going with Seattle. They don't lose at home. Uh, I picked Houston uh, in our little playoff preview in the intro section here. I think Houston is the hottest team. One of the hottest teams in the NFL, Deshaun Watson, is the real deal. And uh, we will know after this week if they're going to win this division. If they're going to be a strong team, they beat Seattle at home. And I think they do. I still don't like Seattle. Houston. What's going on with the defense for Houston? I mean, they're losing people. They're losing people left and right. They are. They're losing people left and right, but that team is just coached so well and so deep, I think. And that offense is is the star of that team right now. It's I, no longer the defense. I'm going with Seattle because I think if, if we're going to – if Dangles and I and, and you are right that the Seattle Seahawks are going to win that NFC West division – this is how they do it. They mm-hmm. beat the t- they beat teams like this, mm-hmm. and they and they get past the Los Angeles Rams. And I think this is how they're going to do it, and this is how they're going to continue to to the arms race, if you will, for wins with the Los Angeles Rams happens this week. See, this is uh, this is why I think the NFL is just like they're they're not close enough to taking over the world because I would pay a million dollars to have an on-field microphone to listen to Richard Sherman chirp at Deshaun Watson all game. <laughs> I would just love that. I would play that over the game day audio. 
just hearing Richard Sherman yap his ass off at Deshaun Watson. Could you imagine if the NFL started streaming that, and then obviously you paid and you 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 signed the waiver saying I don't care, I'm not gonna get offended. I'm not gonna get offended when they say f and f this and f that. And one thing to watch for Deshaun Watson that definitely works in his favor is that he's getting a big big boost in an offensive lineman. Dwayne Brown is coming back from a holdout that he's he's had for the entire season until this point. It is a weird situation, but regardless of the contract situation, the fact that Dwayne Brown is going to be in pads and on the field and protecting Deshaun Watson gives him that much more time to throw the ball. And not to mention with Houston, baby, let's go. And adds that just adds a little bit of extra intrigue to that. Next, we have the last afternoon game, and that is the Cowboys at the Redskins. You know, the Redskins are one of those teams that they they seem to fight and then they they can beat anybody. They can beat anybody. Then they seem to fall apart. But then they lose to the teams they shouldn't lose to. I like Dallas. I like Dallas in this game. I'm going to ride Dallas, I think, till the end. I'm picking Dallas, too. I'm going Dallas as well. Uh, All right, here we go. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Detroit Lions Sunday night football. Great Great game. game. Great game. Excellent. Great Great game. game. And Brian. Lions win at home. Brian. Ooh, Dangles. Brian, you better tell everyone, you know, that that might want to steal you away on Sunday night. You're watching this one with the boys. We need you for this one. We need you to watch this game live and in color because I want to see it on your face when Big Ben destroys Matt Stafford. Not going to happen. Lions win this game. I think Big Ben wins this game handedly. Not going to happen. I'm probably well, you're gonna I'm watch probably, the game or this. <laughs> I might be carving pumpkins later. I don't know. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Lions. God, you know what, man? I'm. This is gonna. This is a morale pick. I'm. I'm. I'm picking the Detroit Lions. Yeah, go for it. You have to. Well, and here's why. I. I think coming off the bye is really important for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Uh, I. I. I hear potential potential uh, murmurs that. Um, Taylor Decker might be back, mm. but I don't think that's going to be the case. I, I don't think he's healthy, full, fully healthy. And now with Aaron Rodgers down, they don't need to rush him back, I don't believe. However, I, I do think that the matchup here is really strong for it's the Detroit be, Lions. Oh. Ben, no, because Ben Roethlisberger, A, plays lower than he, lower to, to his standard than he does at home. Okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. Play that for what it's worth. But I think the Lions' defense is equipped to play play well against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The X factor is going to be the Lions offense. Like can first off, Golden Tate's not playing. So they got to rely on Abdullah. They got to rely on this run game. When they rely on the run game and the run game even if even if the run game doesn't get them 100 yards, they still they still compete. They cannot win with Matt Stafford throwing the ball 50 times cuz he's not getting 4 or 5 seconds. So, especially with the Steelers, they're going to they're they're a great coverage team, so I don't think they're going to have an advantage in the passing game. I think they just got to run the ball and they just got to keep Ben off the field and then win these tight games. They have superior special teams. They they can do it. They can win this game. I think a close game. Do you know who else will also likely be not be suiting up for this game? Martavis Bryant. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think Pittsburgh should be worried about the status of its wide receiver core because they are not happy right now. Martavis Bryant called out of Monday's practice with... I mean, he just called out sick. Called out sick. You can't do that in the NFL, by no. the way. You can't just call in no. and say, well, <laughs> I'm not feeling well today. I can't come in. it's not the first time this season he's no, called out No, Martavis Bryant has missed practices before. He has made it pretty clear, actually, that he doesn't want to be on the Steelers anymore. In fact, I'm fairly certain he posted and then deleted something on Instagram where he called out uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who is – breaking out and getting all of the targets that Antonio Brown is not getting within the the Steelers wide receiving core. Listen, two things, two things real fast about the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Every year they have a wide receiver come out that, that, that then thus disappears the next year. Marcus Wheaton, Eli Rogers, all these guys make impacts because Big Ben can throw them open and then suddenly they're gone. We all thought Martavis Bryant was going to be the next big thing because of how the big plays he made for that offense. When Antonio Brown garners so much attention, the other side of the field is open and Martavis Bryant capitalized. But when you go away for that long on a drug-related suspension, and you put up this much drama coming back. I don't care if you're not getting the ball. I don't care if you're not getting the looks and that rookies oh, are taking your you. spot. You need to know where you came from and what a, if you get one more suspension, you're suddenly Josh Gordon and you cannot play in this league anymore because of what you're doing on off the field. So you putting this much drama up there does not spell good, and I think he's traded by the time we record this and release this. I don't think Martavis Bryant's going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. It's simple. It's a simple choice to me, honestly. I, I've said it. I've said it with many players in the past. You either get to be an idiot like the rest of us, and you can get stoned, or you get to play professional football, make seven figures, be a celebrity, and a hero to everyone that you know. You can't Take do both. You Take can't be pick. both. You can't. You do not get to do both. You either get to play in the NFL, or you get to be a stoner loser like the rest of us. So going back <laughs> to the to the pick'em, what do you got? You got Steelers. Pittsburgh. You got Steelers. Pittsburgh. Dangs, thanks for picking my Lions. I'm picking Detroit. I truly think that they're going to win. Okay. I really and do. This Pittsburgh team is not consistent. to the best game of the week. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday Night Football, we have the Broncos at the Chiefs. Broncos at the Chiefs. Both of these teams in dire need of a victory. Both of these teams should be backs against the wall. Kansas City has lost two straight. Denver is in shambles. If you lose this game, a divisional game, you are truly in trouble in your division. If Kansas City goes down to 5-3 and three after starting 5-0. and oh, It's quite a fall from grace. Yeah. That's yeah, quite yeah, a yeah. fall from grace. And two of those losses being in division, three of those losses being two AFC teams. Kansas City can't lose this game, but neither can Denver. Neither can Denver. I don't know what to pick. I truly don't. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs, the last three games, have beaten the Denver Broncos. Mm. The Denver Broncos have an Achilles heel, I think, to Andy Reid, and I don't think Trevor Simeon's going to cure it. Mm. And the thing is, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is not as good as— I was at just going to say— Marcus Peters not playing good football. Not what were you going to say, Dangs? No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that they're they're they're. If you look at their the, the numbers Not behind good. the defense, they're actually towards the bottom of the league. Twenty ninth for all the good stuff we talk about. And yes, Marcus Peters made a couple of poor decisions. I think penalty wise, uh, if I remember correctly, last week that cost them uh, yardage. Yardage. Look, this is the, the Kansas City Chiefs had four chances to win the game against the Oakland Raiders. Four yes. opportunities, yes. and then got busted on holding or pass interference on those last four plays over and over and over again. That's the kind of thing that if Andy Reid had any hair left, it would make it all fall out. Like, you cannot be putting up with that at, 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 at the professional level. The Kansas City Chiefs can't be, A, give, getting, giving up all these silly penalties and giving free yards to the other team, and B, giving them extra chances to win football games. It's that simple. And, I am still picking the Chiefs, though, at home in Arrowhead. Just how is how is Denver going to generate offense? Trevor Simeon comes out and he starts to play like he did last week, and then oh, then we get Paxton Lynch, and we all know he can't lead a team. But what's interesting though is, and I say this obviously already picking the Chiefs, but the the offense for the Denver Broncos is fifteenth, and they have the number one defense. So, and and again, the the Kansas City Chiefs have the third and 29th. This is actually Denver's to statistically Denver's strength. They all they have to do is score a couple times. All mm. they if they can put up, if they can mm. put up fourteen, and they and they and the defense does their job, it's gonna be a hard hard slug for the Kansas if City. If they Chiefs. can't stop Kareem Hunt, though. 
then the game's over for them. If Kareem Hunt runs all over Denver, which he very, very well could do, there's no way the Broncos win this game. Now, They're just not going to be able to keep up with them. Correct me, but is this the first time they've seen each other this year? So that's interesting. That's really game. interesting. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a game where you should, you know, pop a brewski and enjoy yourself for three hours because it's going to be a hard-hitting, old-fashioned, just killer game. Great scheming, I'm sure. Uh, I think, though, I've been riding these two trains the whole season in Philadelphia and Denver. I'm going to continue to do it, I think, until they really prove me wrong. Denver got upset this week. They, they look like punks. They look like crap. And I don't think it happens again. I think Denver pulls this one out in Kansas City. I'm riding the Denver train. Let's go, Simeon. Let's go number one overall defense in the NFL. All right, so that is your schedule for the week eight in the NFL. And thus concludes mm. Sunday Pick'em. We have a lot of differences in this week, guys. There's going to be some changes in the standings at the end of this week. Hopefully, Tony Cavallo rises to prominence like the Phoenix that he is. The rest of his season has certainly turned to ashes. Otherwise, Brian, for the Brian, the ballerina, Balzarini, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, my name is Tony Cavallo. That is the end of our Left Coasters podcast for week eight. Rams on the bye. Chargers heading to Foxborough to face Brady and the defending Super Bowl champs. Going to be a great week, guys. Moving on. See you next week. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.